Hello everyone, this is Two Beards in a Pod. I'm Chase, and I'm here with Seth, and welcome to the show. Here, two friends get together and talk about what it's like to be out in the world and our take on how to live in it, discussing anything from the best beer, grooming tips, or the best way to stay trendy. But mostly, it's just two friends just having a good time, so sit back and enjoy. Hey everybody, welcome to Two Beards in a Pod on this day of Sunday 24th. I'm Seth. I'm Chase. And welcome to the show. Today we have a special guest. We have Randall Cunningham, not the football player, yeah. the guy who does whatapen.com. And I tell you what, guys, that is what a pen. Yeah. <laughs> Randall, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, and you know, I I uh just so we're like clear on some stuff, I've been using the heck out of that pen that you made for me, that that big one. Um, I, I love that thing. I use it like everywhere I go. You're talking about the icon pen. Yes. Yeah. The icon pen. Um, what's really cool about that pen, uh, just so people know is you can actually take a regular Bic pen, take it apart, take the ink cartridge out of that and, and then put it straight into that pen, the icon pen and just keep on rolling. So really, really cool stuff, man. I, I really enjoy those. Um, good. So what, like, what made you decide uh, to like make that that one? So the the icon pen itself. So, um, you know, I, I'm former military, so I'm you know I'm a veteran, army veteran. And um, if you if you're in the military, you you're familiar with the little pen pocket on the BDUs, which is your your fatigues. Yeah, very yeah, yeah, small. Yeah. So you have to use. Yeah. You can only fit certain pens in there. So me being former military, you know, I, I talk to vets a lot at the hospital and stuff when I go in and um, just, I know I have a lot of veteran friends and family and stuff. And, uh, you know, so somebody had asked me if I could make a pen to fit that. So I kind of took a little bit to research and then I kind of said, you know what, this will work. So, but I wanted something a little robust, not something that's just, you know, a plastic pen or anything, which I don't make those, but um, so I made it where, you know, the hardware is made from either brass or, um, you know, the type of gunmetal plated and, and so forth. So it's a heavy duty and the bodies could be customized would be wood, you know, resin or image that I'm doing now. If you've seen my military ones. Um, yes. Yes. So, but I wanted it to be a little bit more heavy duty and, and also comfortable. So that's why I put the little comfort pads on each end, you know, for the people right. to, you know, keep their fingers. Cause that's another thing with big pens. They start to make your fingers wear out if you use them a lot during the day. Right. So, yeah. No, I love that pen, man. Um, yeah beautiful art artwork like a beautiful piece of artwork in my opinion and i love the weight of it uh it's like super balanced i mean you know and, and some people are like well a pen's a pen like who who cares what it feels like in your hand and i'm i feel like i'm kind of a pen snob when it comes to that stuff like <laughs> i He's want like, a good pen yeah you're like no bick bick is a no you know i gotta yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's like well, that, that's a peasant's pen right there. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's, it's funny because it's, I mean, think about most offices and just people, a lot of people use big pens just because of the cheap of them. But on the other side, there's a lot of artists that draw with them. Um, I recently had an artist, his name is Johnny Toons. He, um, he took one of my pens, my icon pens, and he did a whole drawing and he actually sent it to me. I, I have it uh, getting ready to put it up in a, a picture frame, but he sent it to me. He does cartoons for magazines, for comic books, for, you know, TV, whatever, you know, he does. So 
it's actually pretty cool that he did a whole drawing with a, one of those pens. So I thought it was pretty neat. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's awesome. So uh, how long have you been, been making pens? So I've been making pens since about 2012. Um, I started uh, prior. I used to do uh, restoring cars. So, and um, I ended up getting sick. I have a, I had to get a defibrillator pacemaker back in 2009 because I have a heart disease that runs on my dad's side of the family. And uh, so after that, I couldn't work on cars. So I just tried to find something that uh, interests me. And my dad has always taken pieces of wood or anything he finds on the side of the road out of wood and make something with it. Nice. So it just kind of was in me for a while. And, uh, you know, I just kind of said, you know what, I need something small I can do in my garage, but not something that's going to take a lot of my physicalness, you know, to do it. So right. I ended up watching a lot of videos on YouTube and my wife got mad at me one day and said, won't you just buy this <laughs> stuff and do it? Why are you just keep showing me these videos? <laughs> so, <laughs> that's what I did. And it just progressed. And I was kind of shocked at how many people, like you said, you know, really like pens. Yeah. So Randall, I've kind of noticed you have quite the variety of pens. Like I was looking at, you got like the Pac-Man pen, you got a pen for like every service uh, of the military, every branch. Uh, what is kind of like your favorite pen or like favorite series of pen that you did? So favorite pen style or hardware style is my EDC, which is, you know, everyday carry. It's the one I make with uh, stainless steel hardware. Um, okay. And the reason I like that one is because where, you know, most pen, especially clip pens, they, they have a plastic mechanism to the size. They, they wear out over time, but my EDC pens, all stainless steel hardware. And then the clip and the click mechanism, which is a Smith click me- mechanism, it's all made out of stainless steel too. So it doesn't have any plastic pieces that are moving. That's going to break at some point. That's, that's um, awesome. As in, bodies you know which my that's my customizable must really customize the bodies um i i don't know I, i'm a wood guy so you know i like a very grainy wood um you know I, i'm very touched to purple heartwood if you've ever seen it purple heartwood you know over time with the oils from your hands and the light and everything it, it gets darker and darker um from the natural of the wood so i'm a wood guy that's why you know I, my wood pens i kind of leave a little i don't make them so you can't feel the wood. I keep them where you, you can feel the wood. It's, it's actually wood, you know, you know, it's wood. Yeah. yeah that's so. awesome. Yeah. I'm, um, I've been, so, you know, I do, uh, card tricks, like, you know, like magic tricks and stuff like that. So I'm actually been like really digging your, uh, card pins that you like introduced into your new yeah. line or whatever. So is that like a real playing card that you're like encasing? Yes. Okay. That's yeah. So, so when you're doing image pens or card pens, it's, it's actually a real playing card that's, you know, everything's cut to a size of the tube. There's a tube inside my pens, you know, um, because when you're doing handmade, you got to have something to give support. Um, but yeah, that playing card is wrapped around a tube and then it's encased. You put it into a mold and clear resin is poured over it. And then, and this is just like my image pens. And then I turn it down the size, I wet sand up to 12K grit and then polish it up. And you got a, a pen for a long time because it just withstands it, you know? So, right. Um, but yeah, it's a real playing card. That's awesome. That's, that's awesome. I'll be honest. My, my favorite pen that I saw you did was the Pac-Man pen. That looked pretty cool, you know? Oh yeah. 
yeah and like those are marquees that where i took you know the, the people keys and i just you know sized them to a pen and so forth so you know um that's how all my images are i could take almost any any image from anybody and put it onto a pen nice um so you know so it, there's a different variety out there yeah i guess that kind of leads into like my next question do you do you do like custom orders like can someone just call you up and be like i want a galaga pen next or uh you know, a German pen or something like that. <laughs> Absolutely. So my, you know, I've, I learned early on in the business, you know, doing pens and, and I customize a lot of how I do stuff. And one of the things I learned is, you know, I, when I first started out, I would make pens and just kind of sell, try to sell them. But I learned that people want what they want. So right. I kind of started doing it. So I got, I could do one pen and then I uh, companies that call and I do 50 pens, you know, with their logo on it. So to me, it's, it's one pen, it's a hundred pens. It really doesn't matter. It's all the same, you know, no matter which way you look at it. So, so you know, for like an average guy yeah. like me, um, you know, say I want, you know, two, three, four pens or whatever. At, at what point do you like decide like, Hey, I'm going to, do a discount or do you do discounts for like bulk orders or how does that work exactly? Yeah. So it, it depends. Um, you know, a lot of times I, it's easy for me just to give free priority shipping, you know, and just do it that way. Um, right. But when it comes to like ordering, so what I, the way I've done my business is as like, I had a car dealership, Navarra car dealership down in uh, Louisiana, you know, they wanted 50 uh, logo pens. Right. So what I did is say, okay, well, you want 50. So when I go to buy my supplies for that order, if I get a discount for buying so many quantities of pieces, I pass that on to the customer. Oh, okay. So that's where the discounts come. If you like buy four or five and I'm, you know, cause sometimes I can get discounts if I buy hard you know, pieces of hardware up to five or more, you know, I'll get a discount. I pass it to the customer. Okay. Um, it just makes good business sense for me because really, you know, that's just how I've been doing for a long time. So. Right. 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 For sure. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Like that kind of, kind of leads me into my next question. Uh, how, how can someone get like a hold of you? Like, do you have like your social media or do they just have to go on the website? What's, what's the best way to get in contact with you? So, Facebook is my, my biggest thing, Facebook and Facebook Messenger. So um, that's where I say probably 80% of my organic comes from. Um, so really, if you just go into Facebook and you type in what a pen, it's you're going to see it pulls up me. Now, currently, I don't do a business Facebook. I just do my personal page because it's a lot easier for me to connect with people and do stuff than trying to do a business and then try to get people to go like it. So, you know, the business pages, so I do everything on my personal, which is make it easier, but I have my Facebook. So it's what a pen. If you just search that, you'll find me. Um, or on my Instagram, it's, it's what a pen underscore com. So, um, that's my Instagram and I have about 3,800 followers on Instagram. Oh, wow. Um, that's been following me for a while. And, you know, I don't get communications with all of them, but it's very funny how I just randomly get people, you know, messaging me going, oh, hey, I saw this pen. I want to get it. And I'm like, who is this person? <laughs> <You know>? Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so but, uh, and also I got my email in the website, you know, so it's, you know, but Facebook seems, Facebook or Instagram is just the easiest way. So, you know, with you doing custom orders, um, do you, 
like say someone gets with you and they, they, you know, they put in an order and, you know, it falls through and they're like, Hey, you know, something came up. I can't get this pen or whatever. You know, what do you do with the, with the merchandise that you, uh, that doesn't get sold right away? Do you go ahead and transfer that over to sell on your main page or how, like, how does that work? So it, the, most custom orders, like if it's a custom image of a, a family or something like that, I usually try to ask people to pay up front because okay. I'm not going to be able to, to sell that to anybody else, right? Right, right. So, but if somebody say, hey, I want a pen with Coco Bolo wood and this and that, I can always sell that after the fact if somebody, okay. you know, has an issue. And, you know, it happens. I mean, I, I've had some over the years and people have situations and hey, you know, right. I'm not going to hold them against it. And I've had them come back and order pens, you know. I mean, I have one gentleman that right now, I mean, for the last six months, he orders about six to $800 worth of pens every month. Oh, wow. And <laughs> he, yeah. he, you know, comes up with ideas and stuff. And then this month, you know, I got like eight pens made for him. And he had an emergency. And I just said, hey, man, just I'm not going to sell his pens because I know he'll come back and pay for it. But right. I'm just like, hey, you know, just when, when you're ready, just hit me back up. I got him here. And it does, you know, hurt my side because obviously it's money up front that I'm putting out. But, you know, sometimes you got to do the business. Yeah, for sure. I, I feel like I feel like you definitely need to send that guy a Christmas card every year. Yeah. <laughs> he's a well, he gets yeah he gets some good discounts um, because he's just one of my he's one of my heavy regulars that just came out of the blue one day and just he he just he loves pens and I don't know what but. You know, yeah. He just keeps on saying, "Hey, can you make me this? Hey, can you make me that?" You know, so right. You know, I got I actually I got a quite a few customers like that, so I can't cool. complain about that. That's that's awesome, that's awesome man. I, I do kind of have a question though. Talking about with your custom orders, what is like the craziest request you have ever gotten? Like I know it's a little out of the blue, but uh, honestly, hold yeah. on, real quick, Randall. I think I can chime in here on this one because um, <laughs> okay. I don't know. I don't know if you remember, but I got with him because he made this uh, the steampunk pen, right? Amazing, oh, okay. <laughs> like gear work and stuff, like amazing detail. And I was like, okay, cool, bet. I want him to make me a sonic screwdriver pen from the, from the tenth <laughs> Doctor of Doctor Who. <laughs> yeah i remember that request <laughs> so yeah so i think i i don't know tell me like correct me if i'm wrong and like if i'm wrong i'm wrong it's all good but i think that would probably be your top it's definitely top five of like craziest request well yeah i mean it, it's up there i mean so when, uh, and i'll kind of break it down two ways so when it comes to like hardware it's hard to create a fully customized piece because obviously some of these things you got to get manufactured and then right. you got to think bigger picture, like, can I sell more than one? Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> to get a mold to do different things, it can cost three, four thousand dollars, you know, just to oh, wow. get the mold created to be able to produce. And then for some of these pens, you know, you, you have to have the oxide and everything done a certain way on the hardware so it doesn't wear out. You, you So you can't just do that in house. Right. So you got to have a manufacturer do it. And the cost of that now, you know, then there's ones where people want a very custom body. I mean, one of the oddest ones is actually a good customer of mine is he came and he said, Hey, I want a pen for my wife. I was like, okay. He goes, but I want my baby's feet on it. And I'm like, what? What do you mean your baby's feet on it? What he wanted <laughs> is what I did is he wanted to take the, the handprints and the footprints from when the baby's born. And he sent me the, 
the copies of the thing and I took it and I put it on a pen with the baby's name and birthday. Oh, that's cool. So it, it was an odd request, but it actually turned out pretty cool, you know, because then he had me make quite a few of them for his second baby for the rest to give out to the rest of his family. Nice. So, um, but now I've had some ones. I have people asking about putting hair on pens and stuff. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'm not sure about putting yeah. hair, but, you know, because not everything goes on and will withstand the resin, you know. Yeah. So, right. But, like, you know. People trying to get real sentimental. <laughs> <laughs> and I had someone ask me to do a lightsaber pen. Oh. Uh, but they wanted oh, the hardware. They wanted it so customized, and he wanted to be able to push a button and, and it light up the body and stuff. And I'm like, look, man, I it, it took me months to create something like that. I said, then I couldn't even create another pen because I'd be doing everything for your pen. I was like, it just, you know, I have to turn customers down sometimes. It happens. Yeah. Yeah. It happens. But, you know, that, that would be pretty, pretty sick. I would definitely buy that pen even if it was like a couple hundred bucks i think i would definitely buy it. especially if it lit up yeah <laughs> lights are, like you click it and it turns on you know yeah he wanted you know he wanted the image with the resin but you know where it's clear resin you know a light could pass through it very easily so it, right. it's possible it's just to get the mechanics it's a little bit different you know to do that so yeah for sure for sure no that's that's awesome so you know do you ever like make yourself a pin? Like, <laughs> you, you know what? I'm gonna make myself. A pin. I deserve a pin. Like, <laughs> you know, I, I've made myself pins over the years, and what's really funny is there's always that customer out there that wants that pin. They're yeah. like, no, they're like, well, what pin do you use? And I'm like, oh, I use it. And they're like, I want that. And I'm like, what do you mean? I can make you one. And they're like, no, I want that one. You're using it. I want it. So I do have a couple, you know, that I've made that over the years that I just kind of kept. But um, it's I only have three pens that I've kept from the, you know, tens of 20,000s that I've made over the years. I don't know if you know, my average, I average about 120 to 150 pens a month. Oh, wow. So um, actually this year I went back to I started the What a Pen Handmade Creations LLC. Um, actually went back to doing it as an actual small business because I stopped it in 2019 okay. um, because I had to have open heart surgery in 2019. So I didn't know if be able to come back and do my pen. Right. So um, I stopped my LLC at that point, but now I brought it back. And um, so, but I, I average about, yeah, about 120 pens a month. Okay. Awesome. So that's, that's awesome. Uh, you know, glad you're like you're back and i'm glad you're doing better after heart surgery and all that yeah. <laughs> uh but what what's your pens like can you get like re- refillable ink or can, with ink yes yeah, i'd hate with the custom yes okay yeah it's custom you want to keep it forever you know <laughs> well yeah so so every pen i make i always make it to where the refill is something that you can buy at a local store or anything i don't make custom pens to where you can't just go to a store and pick something up or go on amazon and order a refill and that's the one okay. thing that I, I learned early on just by watching other pen makers and they were making those custom pens like you're talking about and then once it runs out of ink it's like well what do i do you know i don't want that i want people to i still have people from 2012 2013 that still email me up or call me up and be like hey you know i'm still using this pen you made <laughs> you know, no yeah. so many pictures. Um, 
but that's the thing. I just want it to be, you know, refillable to where you can use it. Even my fountain pens are refillable, but I mainly use cartridges, but I also have a, re, you know, where they can use the reusable reservoirs if they want to do the real inkwell style. So oh, everything's, wow. uh, everything is to that level. The customized part is more of the body and, and the different looks that you can get. That's the customizable part. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks, man. Yeah, we really appreciate you coming on uh yeah and joining us on the show you know taking time every day to get that done so we really appreciate it man yeah it's been well, awesome listening to your story well i appreciate it and uh i will say that my dad is who inspired me to do it and my mom my mom passed away quite a few years ago from cancer but you know i just keep on going and uh it's i'm glad that there's people out there that love pens and uh you know i'm just glad i found that niche and this is my retirement this is what i do i retired early this year and nice. i just create my pens so there you go. And honestly, that sounds like the way to retire, though. Just to be honest. Like After my heart surgery in 2019, right after I lost my job, and um, I very quickly realized that my pens can pay the bills and do what it needs to do. So I just started doing that full time awesome. and never looked back. So, Yeah, that's awesome. All right. Well, yeah, yeah. like I said, thanks again for, for coming on with us. And, uh, you know, we'll love to have you again, man. All right, guys, we're going to take a break, and we'll be back after this. Hey, guys, welcome back. Uh, right before the break, you know, we had Randall, Randall Cunningham coming on, talking about what a pen and his business and all that good stuff and all the, the cool customizable stuff that he, that he does. Uh, and now we want to talk about something really important because – you know, the time really is is upon us, Seth. Um, Super Bowl is literally right around the corner. Oh, yeah. it's It's been a tough year all around, I, I'd say, you know. Yeah. With all yeah, this yeah. COVID stuff, like, I, at the beginning of it, I didn't even know if football was even going to happen this year. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, for sure. And what's crazy about it is, if I'm not mistaken, they're, they aren't even doing the Pro Bowl because no. – the pro bowl got canceled because of, of COVID. So, um, you know, I mean, it is what it is, but, uh, everything's like in full swing. So right now we have the chiefs, uh, playing the bills and then we got Tampa Bay and green Bay. So, uh, you know, we've had, we've had a request to do, uh, our predictions. So, Really, honestly, man. Um, just speaking, just speaking tr- truthfully, yeah. Um, and trying to give it like an unbiased opinion, we're gonna try to like let you guys know what our predictions are. And here's here it is. Um, so I say today that if the Chiefs can um keep up, you know, the short passes and. Mahomes is like completely healthy and he's able to air out the ball. Uh, I really feel like that's, that's going to be good. You know, the bills can run the ball really well. So, and their quarterback is, is, is is solid. You know what I mean? But I think if they can shut down the bills running game, you know, I really feel like they're going to, they're going to take it. Uh, Tampa Bay and green Bay. um, You know, that's where it gets a little dicey. I think because, both teams are 
well, Green Bay is seasoned when it comes to these situations, right? Right. Well, I'll I'll, I'll say one thing about Tampa Bay, though. Tom Brady. Enough said. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? And, you know, and somebody was asking me about him the other day, and, and here's my take on it, man. Tom Brady, yeah, he's he's with the team for the first first time or whatever, but he's already taken that team to like a potential Super Bowl situation. Brady is clutch. Like yeah. point blank period. If you looked up the definition of clutch, you would see a picture of Tom Brady. Okay. Right next to an actual clutch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Use clutch in a, in a sentence. Man, I'm sure I sure am feeling like Tom Brady. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I, I was driving my car, but my Tom Brady wasn't working. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. No, but probably like he's clutch, man. So I think the Tampa Bay and Green Bay, but you know, people have asked for our prediction, so he, here it is. Uh, I'm gonna give it to I'm gonna give it to to uh, Green Bay. Really, I, I I'm the opposite here. I'm I'm Tampa Bay because I'll be honest. Uh, it just seems to me whatever team Tom Brady is on, he he is kind of one of those figures on a team where he just leads it you know he he is that figure that just kind of brings it together a little more than if he wasn't there not saying that tampa bay wouldn't be a good team without him right but he is a pivotal figure in their in their dynamic yeah and uh i would say it would be detrimental if something did happen to him around the first quarter or something but i think his defenders are are pretty solid. Right. They're they're keeping up with him, so. So here's 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 my call. Uh and you know, I'm I'm picking the Chiefs over the Bills as long as Mahomes stays healthy. And I'm picking Green Bay over Tampa Bay. Okay. So then the Chiefs Green Bay uh my prediction is I'm still going to be I'm still going to pick the Chiefs only because of the pass game cuz you know if he goes into the shotgun or they start running the play action that opens up the that opens the playbook up for the Chiefs because Green Bay Green Bay is known for the blitz right right they're going to blitz hard as and as often as they can right that's that's what's going to shut down um you know the running game for you know Kansas City so if they do that, if they do that, if they shut down the run game for Kansas City, which is going to be real hard to stop Hill, right? That yeah. is the passing game. If if Mahomes isn't healthy or they're 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 breaking down that pocket or whatever, yeah, Chiefs are going to have a real hard time. But if they come out firing on all cylinders, they're they're going to be unstoppable. They're going to win. I'm I'm going with the Bills because of the same reason that you're saying, like if. When they can get in sequence and they can keep doing, keep go, running that passing game, you know, pass after pass after pass, and keep it up that high speed, they could probably come out. But that is very hard to do. Keep up that same tempo throughout the whole game. That, and that's where I think the Bills have a little more of an advantage, like because that is such a hard thing to do consecutively, pass game after pass game after pass game. 
and then, you know, not being able to run it with the Bills kind of defense right there. Okay, so so who are you saying that is going to be your pick for the Super Bowl? Uh, I'm saying Bills-Tampa. Bills-Tampa, okay. And then say Bills and Tampa Bay go to the Super Bowl. Who are you picking for the Super Bowl win to be the new champions of the, of the new season? Oh, that's that's a tough one. Uh, I'm I might be completely off base here, but I want to say Tampa, but it's probably it might end up being the Bills. Yeah, like yes, Brady can bring the team together, but it's kind of detrimental when you pivot a whole team around one person. Right, right, and that's that's why like my pick would be the Bills. Over Tampa Bay. Okay. So yeah. If, so ultimately, if it's if it's Chiefs, Green Bay, I'm picking I'm picking Chiefs. If it's Bills, Tampa, I'm picking the Bills. If it's Green Bay, Chiefs, I'm picking I'm picking the Chiefs. And then if yeah. it's Tampa, you know, what I'm saying, and then so and then so on and so forth. So from there, like. I, I feel like that's that's gonna be it really, um, but we'll see. I mean, you never know. You, you never know. I mean, you know, there was there was about five years back when the Chiefs were like, you know, a horrible record, knocked the Broncos out first. You know, the first seed for the, for the in the playoffs, they knocked the Broncos out completely, like wiped them off the map or whatever. Yeah, running in the playoffs and their record was like like three and 12 or something like that it was like horrible it was like a horrible record and the and the broncos were looking the broncos were looking good to be you know in in the in the the end you know what i mean so i mean you never know you never know what's really gonna happen this this has just been a crazy year for football around i'd say (laughs) (laughs) you know like it it, it's everything's kind of a little bit tumultuous you know, with COVID and everything going on. So it's like, you don't know what's going to happen next. Right. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, guys, uh, that is all the time we have for this week. Uh, there is our predictions for, you know, the Super Bowl and the playoffs as they come to a close. But uh, to tune in next week. And until next week, y'all be safe. all the time we have today thanks for joining us and we hope to see you next week until then stay frosty